0: Nation's Friday continues. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Thanks so much for joining us. Real quick, this will be a short segment, then we'll get to Mama's Picks. Tom's jury duty. This ended up being a nightmare. Wanted fresh content. Producing this myself, getting after it. So it's kind of all over the map today, but it's fresh. So you're good to go, and thanks for being with us. Quick reminder, Bowling Tournament's Tuesday for the folks at the Guardian Ad Litem. Make sure if you haven't donated yet and you want to and you can in any way, we certainly appreciate you doing that. If you're in town here in Tallahassee, District 850, you can just swing on by there. They're collecting the presents that you may have for the boys and girls of the Guardian Ad Litem. They certainly appreciate it. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you in advance for doing so. And gift cards are a great idea as well, really to anywhere. If you just want to get a gift card, that goes a long way. And they're always excited to receive those because then that way they can serve more of those kids in the variety of ages, right? So, you know, if you're, you're five years old, you want a certain kind of present. But if you're 15, uh, very different kind of present. So we appreciate you in advance. And uh, certainly come on out on Tuesday at uh, 730. We're going to have a great time. At district 850 it occurs to me as we continued and again last night here we were at our office Christmas party for war chant when Benson announced that uh, he was coming back couple of things I've been doing crunching some numbers here I just want to touch on this for a second, and that is in essence. Florida State has benefited from an aggressive collective that cares now to to get this right and to, to retain and run it back, as they're saying now time and again, right? So the Battle's End has done a great job with this. We're watching it. Uh, it's It's something to get excited about. Because everybody wants a collective, two collectives, three collectives, 15 collectives that are ensuring your best players are retained. And this has been all about roster retention. Now, it will blossom out, I'm sure, to include elite high school players, the more established Florida State continues to be, right? You have a 9-3 and campaign. Welcome back to college football, everybody. But then you follow it up from there. And have another great season, then I think you see the impact in the high school ranks. Right now, it's about transfer portal kids that want to come here, the kinds of offers that are being made, kids knocking down Florida State's door now instead of the opposite, which is what it's been in the past, where you had to have kids take a leap of faith in Mike's vision and trust that it was going to work out as opposed to actually seeing tangible results on the field. Now you have a season of tangible results, but just one, and you're going to need another one, I think to follow that back up uh, to really have a huge impact in the high school ranks. We'll see. We'll go from there, but right now it's working. And what I wanted to get to and point out just so you have some context as you're watching one by one players staying at Florida state, not, taking offers from other schools. Now those offers, I can tell you this, I know for a fact, a number of Florida State players were contacted, have been uh, reached out to by other programs in an effort to woo them away from Florida State. This is where having good culture matters. This is where meaning what you say, saying what you mean, like Mike Norvell has about how you work on a daily basis to achieve an ultimate goal and arrive at that goal through hard work. Uh, Once that tangible result I just referenced uh, happens, now you believe in it even more. It strengthens the bond and you're able to then tell other members of your team and anybody who's thinking about coming here about why it is you want to stay. It is remarkable to watch a lot of guys making the decision to come back. Something you should know, this is not the year to be a running back or a wide receiver and want to hit the transfer portal. Um, there are exceptions, and it's awesome. Trey Benson would have been wanted by a lot of people for sure, and they got that deal done, and that's really important. But a lot of guys, like you hear names, there are so many wide receivers in the portal this year, so many really accomplished and good wide receivers in the portal this year if you're one of these receivers further down the depth chart or even amongst that group that gets playing time but that is not elite for florida state you gotta be real careful um this is not the time to enter your name in the portal if if you're a receiver or a running back and in some ways and you're watching this develop right now now other years it's going to be different it'll be defensive ends it'll be defensive tackles it'll be offensive linemen but in a lot of ways, we're watching college football, and I know this makes a lot of people recoil, but it is the reality of the situation, and we can wring hands and fret over it, and I'm sure historically we reflect on what, what was and what is now and the good, the bad, and ugly and everything involved in that, but the truth is this feels so much like the draft, and when kids come out, whether they're coming out early, um and you know they're in need of uh improving their financial situation whatever it might be there are years where it would behoove you if you were a left tackle to come out because there is a dearth of quality left tackles entered into the draft or not enough guys with high grades and if you're one of those guys that would then you would say i'm going now other years there's 35 guys in front of you at that same position just happens to be the way the cookie crumbled that year. And you don't want to put your name out there because there's too much competition and there's a chance you drop dramatically. We watch that all the time. Different position groups could be bad year for quarterback. Great year for running back. Great year for wide receiver, terrible year for defensive lineman whatever it might be, but you have to read the tea leaves. You have to look out there. And now college kids are going to have to do that. And you just hope that they have good representation or that the collective that is working for you uh, or, or with you in some capacity is being honest with you. And those fostering of relationships, and I'm talking about the totality of what A program is from the head coach on down, the culture created, the locker room environment, the relationship with the outside collective, who the representation is for these kids that now have an opportunity to get paid, man, this is changing by the second, but I can continue to report that Florida State is really healthy right now. It's just healthy across the board. And so you are perfectly positioned at this time to retain all these kids. It's not an accident. They've got an organized group that's been very aggressive. They've got kids who like being here and are excited about being here and don't necessarily want to leave and can garner some money. And then as well, you came at the right time with this collective. And and so I just – I just want to point out that it's going to be fascinating to watch this. There are certain position groups that just like on draft day, you don't want to declare too early for, and there are others where you'd say, ah, now's a good time. Now's a good time, for example, to be an offensive lineman. They're being pursued aggressively. So, you know, Robert Scott coming back yesterday was a big deal. It's Jeff Cabbage on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We'll get to Mama and her picks as she continues to close the gap on me. Each week, last week, 1-0 1-0 against me now. I think it's a five-game spread. We'll do it next. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. or Chant TV. Take it away, Jeffrey. So there it was. You heard the music. You heard the montage. You know it's time to welcome in Mama, who, by the way, is continuing to make progress in her second half campaign to hawk down her son in these games. You won, Mom. Welcome in. The only game we had different last week. which is atlanta and pittsburgh and what you ended up doing was ushering in a new quarterback in atlanta ritter will start now for atlanta they benched marcus Mariota's sorry ass and as i said to you last week if atlanta couldn't win at home against pittsburgh i wasn't going to ever pick them again so that's where we're at
2: i know i when when they uh when they won i was like oh my gosh i think that's the end of Jeff's Atlanta picks. So, so I by the way, are
0: you? So, are you within five
2: or four? I think five. I'm within five. But yeah, I think, think it's five. Check with Tom. I think that I think I was six, and then I won that one game. So I think I'm within five. But I yeah. don't want to cheat myself. So make sure Tom double checks.
0: I will. I do believe it is five. That is a margin that is a working margin. You have an opportunity here to to (laughs) get things back. to. And with the, you know, last year they began the expanded season by an extra game. You have an extra week. I know. I'm telling you, I'm not dead yet. No, no, you're hanging in there. I need to have a big week here. I could probably, at any point, if I just could have a sweep or something over the week, I would probably create a margin (laughs) you couldn't come back from. I'm
2: getting more serious, and I at at this point in the season – I kind of feel like I know the team's better, you know, and what's going to happen unless they throw me a a wrench in my works and put in somebody, you know, like a quarterback that I'm not familiar with or whatever. I sometimes that can be difficult.
0: Well, that's like the Ravens this weekend. We don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to play Tyler Hunt, Hunter Huntley. Huntley is the backup there. And uh, I was just thinking like, that's a tough game to pick because I don't love Pittsburgh, but then again, if the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson, obviously we've seen their offense be pretty pedestrian. Uh um, I know.
2: That's why know. I was wondering for sure if he was going to play or not because um that's that's a big difference because um Pittsburgh's defense is is pretty okay, and especially now that uh, what's his name? Watt is back in there. And mm-hmm. um so I I I think I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh actually.
0: I uh I didn't ask you at the outset here Who did you have last night? I think we're both on the wrong side, but I'm not sure. Who did you have last night? I had the Raiders. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, I thought it was pretty hard to imagine Baker Mayfield having arrived an hour before the game, or so (laughs) it feels like, was going to go out and win. But
2: I know. I know. Well, bless his heart. He came through for him. I tell you, that was was very crazy. I said it was like watching a replay, in a way, of the Bucs game, because it was like they were not winning the whole game. And then the last three minutes or whatever, they go down the field and, uh, and and tie it up and then win.
0: Well, think about this. It's a replay of the Bucks game from last week against the Saints, but it's a replay of the Bucks game against, ironically, the Rams earlier this year.
2: Yeah, I know. the Ra- You know, and that's another interesting thing. It Many times it seems like the Super Bowl winner struggled the following year. To the extent,
0: yeah, but to the extent that the Rams have. It's, oh, yeah. No, that's, worse than,
2: that's worse than most. But it seems like a lot of times they do struggle in some regard.
0: Yeah, know? well, there's a couple of things there. They, they'll call it a Super Bowl hangover. It's true usually of the runner-up in the Super Bowl as well as the winner. The winner less so than the runner-up. But one thing to note about that is in a salary cap sport, Mom, if you decide, all right, I've got, you know, five critical pieces to the puzzle, and I need seven. You know, all I'm missing is a offensive lineman and a, and a quarterback, you know. And then you go out and get said offensive lineman and quarterback through free agency. You go find that guy who's established, and you bring him in like the Rams did with Stafford, right? Well, you are already up against it with the salary cap, and now you're going to go ahead and ante up and throw all your chips to the middle of the table. You have no wiggle room. You don't have any money to spend the following year. You've used it all. You've decided to make a run at it. And if anybody gets hurt, you can't go out and get anybody. I mean, you can go get a bum like Baker Mayfield off the streets who just got cut. He just got cut by Carolina. That's the only reason he was available. (laughs) So you have a chance to do that, but you really – other than that, you cannot fill your roster and, and salvage anything. And then the guys also leave at the end of that year and you got to start over and you can't go out and get an experienced player to replace them because you're in salary cap hell, as they say. I think a lot of times that's what's happening. You just can't afford to keep your players.
2: Yeah. Well, that makes sense. That's true. It's um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it's really interesting though. But and then when you think of teams that did win like back to back Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Are like they almost won back-to-back
0: Super Bowls, and that's really kind of amazing too. In the annals of football history, and we go back a long ways now watching the NFL, it is still one of the more amazing accomplishments in the history of the NFL that the Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. Now, didn't win Nario one of them, but they went to four straight. And I, the reason I think that's so amazing is the wear and tear of the extra games. For so me. football is already brutal and it's a war of attrition, as you know. Most nobody makes it through a season without injuries. Nobody. Right. Well, imagine then you're playing all of those postseason games every year. You know, everybody else in the league is playing 16 games and then you're playing the first round, the second round in the Super Bowl, and then you're doing it again the following year. So you've added on almost a full another season in postseason games alone right. most yeah. you're i don't think you will ever see somebody go to four straight Super Bowls again
2: yeah no i probably not yeah oh. that that was uh, and for buffalo i mean it and the odds of going to four straight and not winning one i i can't imagine what that what those odds are either
0: we I watched mean, when i was a little kid we watched the one I in tampa with the norwood missed the uh, field goal yeah
2: i know we had bobby's didn't we have a lot of his fraternity brothers or somebody were there? One of the, his friends was from Buffalo. Yeah, and, I think something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and was watching it. And when he kicked that, oh my lord! I know that that was heartbreaking. Let's Holy get to
0: the let's get to the picks, Mama. Here we go. All right,
2: all right, I'm ready. I think. All right,
0: we both lost the Rams Raiders game last night, 17-16. You're five back, and away we go. An intriguing game. The Jets are at the Bills. I
2: know it, and the Jets are playing better, but I'm taking the Bills.
0: Good pick. Browns at Bengals. Yeah, Browns at Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. Texans at Cowboys. Easiest game you're going to pick. Yeah, Cowboys. Vikings at the Lions. I know. That's a good one, too. I agree. Um,
2: I'm picking Minnesota, but I think that's a tough game.
0: I'm going to take the Lions, Mom. Oh, all right. Wait a minute. I gotta put, put it put down, that down on your sheet. I'm t- put it down <laughs> on my sheet. <laughs> I t-
2: i'm I taking know, the I, lions like i said last week one of those picks that you that you made i don't know i said that might be a good pick but anyway maybe it was the week before but i think it was the right. week
0: before yeah 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 all right eagles at giants yeah that, um eagles ravens at steelers at this point it looks like they will be without lamar jackson all right we'll see
2: I would I would pick Baltimore if he was playing, but I'm going to pick Pittsburgh if he's not.
0: Well, I think then we're both going to take Pittsburgh because I don't think he's playing.
2: Okay, all right. Well, then, so it won't matter.
0: It won't matter. Okay. Jag, if he plays, we both switch our picks to Baltimore. So, yeah. <laughs> I all know, right. and
2: then and then watch Pittsburgh win, and we'll both be mad.
0: Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Jags at Titans. Yeah.
2: I... You said you thought that they were doing better when after uh, Trevor Lawrence had that good game and then last week, not so much. Not Um, so much.
0: Yeah, um, I'm taking Tennessee. Me too. Chiefs, Broncos. Yeah, Chiefs. Panthers at Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Buccaneers at San Francisco. Backup quarterback for San Francisco.
2: I know that. And San Francisco's got some other injuries too. I think I saw on my books of uh, page yeah. Yeah. um oh lord i i really want to pick my bucks but i'm not i just don't know but with that other quarterback for um the mm. 49ers purdy yeah i don't know any. i never even heard of him
0: he's only played uh, one game he played at iowa state mom his brother was on florida state as a backup quarterback before transferring to nebraska
2: oh well, and they're going clear across the country. You know that's a hard thing too. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so conflicted. I'm gonna pick the Bucks.
0: I'll take San Francisco. I, I hope I lose that game.
2: I hope you do too. I hope you do too. I <laughs> I kind of am. I'm really worried. I'm picking with my heart.
0: That's all right. <laughs> Stick with it. Dolphins at Chargers.
2: Oh. Um. Good game. Yeah, it is a good game. (sighs) Dolphins at Chargers. See, that's another coast-to-coast thing.
0: Um, I'm picking Miami. Me too. And finally, the Patriots are at the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Oh,
2: goodness. That's probably not that good of a game either. Um, That's hard to say. So I'm picking
0: the uh, Patriots. Me, I'm taking the Patriots as well. I trust them more. I, I, they could lose, but I trust them more. All right, so we only have the two different, Mom, right? We have the two. I took San Francisco, and you have Tampa Bay. Picked yeah. with your heart. Yes, and then I did. the And then the other game was what? The Detroit. Um, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing a hunch there. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Well, I, and
2: you know, I like that coach at Detroit. And, yep. uh, and I, actually, I kind of root for Detroit. But Minnesota you know they've been playing pretty well and i just uh i i don't know it's kind of hard to pick against them but well, I, could, I, I could lose both of these oh lordy well, you could I win could. both of them and you'd be within three who knows all right maybe back to seven bye. <laughs> bye mom i love you <laughs> bye bye have a good weekend
0: you too Bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at fsuhomeloans.com. On this one because, and, and right now, for folks that don't know, he's in jury duty. Uh, we'll mention it, we mentioned it a couple times throughout the show, but just want everybody to know why we have a few recorded segments here and, and what's going on. You there? You all right? I'm so, right here. I saw a strange look on your face. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, uh, I wanted to bring you in on this because it's going to be one of my random, goofy, uh, segments that have nothing to do with nothing it is libations friday it is a loosey-goosey edition of the show goes so we can do it so you know how i'm obsessed with you know you i how is it you describe me with, with my love of things that are i don't know centered around death or morbid
1: or, well i mean the, the cliche is morbidly curious um
0: yeah you you're you're usually kind of like what are you what you, why do you watch that or whatever it is? But I love shows. Well, like for example, I tell people all the time, I love shows about shark attacks. I love. I can watch things about violent death. Not that I'm rooting for those kinds of things, but I'm intrigued by stories that involve that.
1: But you would have done well in the times of the Romans, at least in that part of it. You know, if there were you know, you know Christians or or people who are captured and put into slavery. And you got them in the Coliseum fighting with Lions. You're like, yeah, all right. Today's you know, good Saturday.
0: I think it's sad to admit that. I wish I didn't have to admit that. I think you're right. I'd like to believe that I would have thought that to be barbaric. I'd like that to believe that I'm better than that. Because listen, I don't even really care about MMA. You know, like there are times I'm watching. Uh, anything like that, you know, in those types of events. Like, I, I can't even name fighters in that league. Can you Can you name anybody in that league? I mean, you can name the, the Irish guy, right? The same Irish guy that everybody knows.
1: Yeah, and I can name uh, Hoist Gracie. But they change oh. They change every five minutes. I enjoyed yeah. it for maybe a year in college, and then they just it, – it's it's all the same. Now, if it's on television at a bar and there's no other life – I'll watch two dudes beat the, sh- the heck out of each other, yeah. yeah I will, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to pay for it, and I'm not going to find it. It has to right. be –
0: Right. It doesn't interest me that much. Right. All right. So why do I bring this up? I want to bring this up because my wife is like you in this sense. When she walks past the television and I'm watching something about something terrible that happened to somebody, I'm locked in and fascinated and she's appalled. She's like, why are we watching this? Why, this is a terrible thing that's happening. and You can't keep your eyes off. I said, I can't. I, I got to see it. I got to know what happened. And I watch this show. I've done bits on this before. I watch this show called I Survived. Have you ever heard of this? Mm -hmm. So there's a show on TV called I Survived. And in I Survived, it's exactly as the name implies. These are people that have gone through horrific sets of circumstances and somehow came out the other side and lived... Hence they're on the show. I survived. And they're talking about these things and there are reenactments and there are conversations with the people that witnessed it or like one guy got attacked by a hippo and he was in Africa and he got attacked by a hippo. I have to watch people getting attacked by hippos, crocodiles. It doesn't matter if you're an animal attacking a human, and we've got oh. video footage I'm watching.
1: Yeah, that's the the one listener of ours who, who sent us the tweet a couple years ago with the lion getting the old man. Oh, it was, so you bad. Know, I,
0: it was unsettling.
1: I did not expect that, on you know, just on a random Wednesday or whatever it was. It caught, <laughs> cut, caught you off guard. It definitely caught you. That's my dog. Hold on. To be a death video. I didn't expect that to be a death video. I thought that, oh, this would be a near miss, perhaps a mauling to the point that the man is bleeding profusely and lives, I didn't think that that would be this dude's last rites. Here's the sacrifice. The preacher is the lion. That's who's giving him the oils of the last rites is this uh, lion over here. But that's exactly what we got. And I was shaken for quite a few moments there. For you, that's any day. You're like, oh, I'm desensitized to this completely. What's next on the menu? For me, I go, my God, sir. Some
0: of them. I agree with you on, I don't like. Some of them where I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's too graphic. I don't want to see that poor man get. And the lion one was disturbing because the dumbass, I mean, it would happen in like slow motion. You're like, but he's oh.
1: trying to look at the lion's stool. It's ridiculous.
0: Yes, and he forgets it's a lion. And there is a moment the lion realizes that the man has
1: failed. Remember, he realizes the gate's open. The lion's like, oh. Well, the, yeah, and he's far enough away. The lion did the math can he make it to the gate before I make it to him nope no chance not that fat dude no way it was the best that he's doing the math and you're
0: watching a lion think like you that part I did like I'm like look at that lion check the angle and then look back at him like are you really that dumb is this happening I'm gonna eat you now yeah <laughs> okay so I watch I survived all the time and it I can't stop it I, there's like seven seasons and I've seen everyone 20 times and if it's on I watch it but I saw one that I would never seen before. And it was two days ago. And poor Christy, she was like, I'm leaving. I can't watch this. Anymore. Why are we watching? This is awful. And she's right. I'm not going to get too graphic. It is awful. But it reminds me that it's hard to kill people. Like, you can survive almost anything. Like, walk through your life in bold and knowing you were meant to survive. Because oh. here it is, okay? This girl's 15 years old. She's hitchhiking. So you know it's the 70s. So she's hitchhiking because no normal human being past 1985 hitchhiked anywhere. Um, so, it's, so she's in California. You, you're basically asking to die if you're a hitchhiker, uh, it, it, period. But you're really asking to die out in the middle of nowhere California at 15 years old at the side of the road hitchhiking. And it's awful that, that the people are that way where I could assume what comes next is exactly what comes next. This guy rolls up, sees this girl hitchhiking, says hop on in turns out he's crazy how many movies have they made about that right there've been a ton of them the hitcher in fact is is that movie the hitcher which is a wonderful movie uh so anyway and it is it's a great movie but i'm sitting there watching this well okay i figure it's going to be your run of the mill awful assault you know that kind of a thing where the guy's going to assault the girl and you're just going to be sickened by it and you're thinking okay oh no no tom tom this is crazy so the girl's in the car. The guy, it, within seconds, she knows this is a terrible mistake. Like, the guy's got crazy written all over him. He immediately starts to act a little weird. She gets uncomfortable, wants to get out of the car. He, or it's a van. Of course, it's a van. So she, you don't get into a van. Don't get into a van, everybody. Anyhow, so then... He pulls over the side of the road, she's scared. She's like, what are you doing? I wanna leave. He's like, no, he hits her in the head with a sledgehammer that he got from the back, a sledgehammer. Now you would think a sledgehammer could kill you anyhow, right? A sledgehammer, like one shot, it's over. No, unfortunate for this girl, it just knocked her out. When she woke up, she was being assaulted, as you could imagine. All right, that's still run of the mill, it's awful. I won't dwell on that part. It's still kind of what you read sometimes. It's an awful thing, right? My wife would have been like, I don't like to watch this, but she would have understood like, okay, well, but no, no, now that's just getting started. Uh So she's fighting. She can't, you know, the guy, whatever falls asleep. She's tied up when she wakes up while she's being assaulted. Then she says, you got to let me go. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And of course he's crazy. And. He tells her, oh, I'll let you go. You want to go? I'll let you go. And she's like, please untie me and let me go. He goes, oh, oh, I'll let you go, all right. He grabs a hatchet, a hatchet in the back. Voila, off the right arm. Okay, so he chops off this person's right arm. Now, Dude. this girl has Dude. been assaulted, hit with a sledgehammer, and had her right arm chopped off. Tom, ain't anybody. She's alive, and he goes to chop off the left arm. He does, she's now from the elbow down, not got a left arm, doesn't have a right arm, has been assaulted and hit in the head with a sledgehammer, is still, what limbs remain, tied up. He then kicks her out of the moving van, stops the van, gets out of the van, walks over, realizes she's still where people can see, throws her 45 feet off of a cliff on the side of the road. She lands. He speeds away. She's laying there in almost shock, obviously. She's bleeding out because she's got her two arms chopped off. She thinks enough to stick them in the stubs into the sand so that she can uh, basically stop the bleeding with the sand. She does. She hops up. This is a testament to the human spirit. I'm telling you, you can survive anything. She stands up. She's been hit in the head with a hammer, had both arms chopped off, and been sexually assaulted. She hops up the ridge it takes her several hours because you know she doesn't have opposable thumbs because she doesn't have thumbs she doesn't have arms she gets all the way up onto the side of the road this other couple finds her they take her racer this is why cell phones are good they didn't have cell phones back then they have to drive like 45 minutes out of the desert to find a roadside phone tom to call paramedics who then chop her down and get her and save her in. Here's the good news. She lived. She went on to get married. She had kids. She's got prosthetics. She lived long enough to talk about this and, and say that she got psychological help and she's okay. They caught the bastard. But here's the other part. The laws in the 70s were insane. The guy that did this, who they caught, got 14 years. 14 years. That's it. That's it During the show, I'm looking him up to see if he's still alive so I can go kill him. It's crazy. I'm scrolling this thing oh where does this guy where does this dude live So we should go kill this guy. This is insane but that is again the ultimate for all the I survived episodes I've ever brought up. that is now my favorite. It's awful that that had to happen. But think about what I just said that a 15 year old has her arms chopped off in a van and thrown over a cliff. And hops to get help.
1: So, how many guards do you think we're going for in the uh, transfer pool <laughs> this year? Come on, that is amazing.
0: That is that is amazing. Oh.
1: For yes, if you're if you're uh, an adult who didn't have their kid in the car and they just lost their innocence uh, on a ten minute segment of radio, that is that is for for those that are qualifying in that category. <laughs> That is remarkable. It is remarkable. Yeah, and
0: she's still alive. I looked her up last night too. I wanted to see if she was still alive. She's doing great, Tom. Happy as a as a lamb. She couldn't be happier. She's just want. She's doing fine, buddy. It has a happy ending. I knew you were going to get queasy on this one.
1: Well, yeah, uh, th- yes. I this, couldn't this make is that the point that we started this com- Well, you started this conversation with, which is y- you are desensitized to these matters. To me, uh, every horrible blow literally that this thing takes man i'm just getting i'm just getting more de- demoralized and more demoralized and you're like but wait there's oh, more yeah and like, no, and
0: man, I, I i left some things out there were some I'm sorry, other and i'm sorry. not gonna get to them i'm not gonna get to them there were some other things that were a little shaky that that were you know it's nine times out of ten i will tell you if you're watching i survived nine times out of ten it's just some horrible man assaulting some poor woman it always makes me furious, but the best ones are the animal attacks. So if you want to start watching I Survive, they're not all like I just described. They're no, pretty heavy.
1: They're pretty that, heavy. That was SVU. That's Law & Order SVU. You're like, man. Please. And another one? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Every one of those. Hey, who the hell watches? Uh, do, do you watch SVU? Do you, do you uh, watch? What is that? Everyone? Is that the crime show? That's the Law & Order where stuff like this happens.
0: No, yeah. I don't. I, I You know, I will say this about Law & Order if you flip it on if you're flipping around and it comes on you can sink into any episode of law and order and be mildly amused you'll be it's pretty, oh, good. The pretty good the original the yeah, original the original
1: yeah my mom and i used to watch Law and Order. that was one of the few shows that we could watch and nobody would complain about what's on the television like all yeah. right watch another one yeah all right let's throw on another one yeah, yeah no problem that's a great compliment to a show yeah. If
0: anybody could be sitting around and if you're flipping around and law
1: and order comes on, you're like,
0: yeah, yeah, let's do some law and order. Okay.
1: She's 38 years old. I mean, she was 38, a rather old mom, you know, in 1986, 38 was like uh, out of uh, <laughs> Abraham's wife, Sarah, throwing down in those days. So yeah. you
0: you saw, that I posted a video, I retweeted a video yesterday with Honus Wagner. I bring up Honus Wagner all the time because his baseball card's worth millions of dollars and people find him in their uncle's attic and we do bits on this all the time. But somebody posted on the baseball, like old baseball footage uh, on Twitter, uh, a video of a 59-year-old Honus Wagner taking batting practice and talking to the camera. And this is like early 1900s. So it's really cool. And you can, it's got sound and you can hear it. But the, my favorite part is he's 59, looking like he's 104. The lives that our ancestors lived, buddy, in the 1800s and the early, those were tough lives. I mean, you see like a 52 year old man and he is ravaged by time. <laughs> he has had a tough go. I mean, it's crazy. Go, you'll find You guys find it. It's on my Twitter feed. It, it's hilarious. Go watch
1: him talking. You're like, whoo, Honus lived a tough life. Yeah. Honus looked like he was driving vans across the desert in 1974. <laughs> That's what he looks
0: like. <laughs> I don't know why. Final thing on this. I think all hitchhiking um, terror terrorizing moments or movies or plot lines, and there have been a bunch of them, uh, like I said, including with Rutger Hauer, the hitcher, and C. Thomas Howe, by the way, a young C. Thomas Howell. Anyhow, all of those incidents, for some reason, if they don't tell you the year, I assume it's 1977. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I have a thought. It's a cogent. Like, I literally picture, oh, it's 1977.
1: Maybe that's the time that you saw the first hitchhiking something that you saw be a news. Who story. knows
0: why it's etched in there? But I just believe that people were terrorized on the roads of America in
1: 1977 for some reason. I don't. I don't know why that is. Yeah, if they weren't so busy leaving their first family to start a brand new <laughs> one, <no. laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> it's the Jeff
0: Cameron Show 933 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV.
1: The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored
0: by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at fsuhomeloans.com. Wrapping it up on the Jeff Cameron Show, Libations Friday edition. I want to thank everybody that signed up for the bowling tournament once again. Tell you guys thanks. You should be getting an email. Maybe I've already got it today. I don't know. Uh, that your team has been registered and you're good to go of course the bowling tournament is on tuesday this upcoming tuesday where is december going goodness gracious we are flying through december already um that's what happens when it's a great time of year like this and you're excited to see friends and family and uh soon christmas day will be here but you got a bowl game to look forward to and we get events like this that we always look forward to so i'm excited about this it's tuesday at seven o'clock at district eight five oh I want to thank the fine folks at District 850 as well for housing us, hosting us. Um, and I want to thank all the people that signed up. And if you didn't get a team in and you wanted to, I'm sorry about that. Obviously there are only so many lanes, but we'll do it again next year. If I'm here, we're doing it again next year. That's for sure. Uh, and our thanks to the guardian ad item as well. But remember you can still give. And in fact, I would strongly encourage that you do so. Uh, they could always use your help. There are, unfortunately, There are a lot of kids that need the help of the guardian ad litem for children. And there are too many to name that would go without Christmas presents this year, without your help. And I don't want to guilt you, but I do want to appeal to the better angels of your nature. And you guys are great at it and you've always responded. So if you still want to give, you can go by district eight five Oh and drop off whatever presents you purchase for the kids or gift cards. We've given out all week long the link as well to Donate directly to the Guardian Ad Litem. Um, it's been on previous shows. I don't know if we still have the link with the version we're doing right now. With, I sprung this on Tom. He didn't know it was coming. No, well, talk.
1: I can't make it uh, interactive with the chat, but it's pretty simple. Also, for those of you that are, you know, in the uh, podcast sphere who want to spell it spelled out for you, it's great. G a l cool. dot org slash donate. Or sorry, let's revise that. G a l two. GAL the number two dot org slash donate because that is the specific circuit the specific guardian ad litem of the big bend is the second circuit so GAL the number two dot org slash donate thank you in advance
0: and I look forward to seeing all the toys and the smiling faces uh, coming up this um, this right here come on. It's so rare we have to do these things like we're doing them today, and my dog is flipping out at the fact that everybody's coming home at the same time, Tom. So my apologies with her in the background. She wants her, her she wants her clan to know, hey, guys, there are people out
1: there. Blame your local government. Blame your local government because that's me on the juror stand right now. So if it wasn't for that, Jeff's dog would not be flipping out. I hope you got a good one. I hope you got a good case, buddy. We can't
0: know at the time that we're talking right now, but. Maybe you're riveted. Maybe you're like, this is incredible. I'm glad I got to do this. Or perhaps you're going, this is awful. This is really awful.
1: Well, maybe they're asking juror number three in uh, the interview process a question, and I just stand up and say, this land is my land. You <laughs> can <laughs> see what happens. Maybe I could do that. You could just stand up and go, woo, 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 like that, and they'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sir, what do you do for a living? I am the football wins. (laughs) What? Could you You just feel
0: me? You have not felt me enough in December, but you will feel my wrath today.
1: Yes, this is what I do. (laughs) All
0: right. On that note, our thanks to Tallulah, who many think we're (laughs) dipping into in this final segment. Uh, CBD, mushrooms. THC runs the gamut, everybody. You can float in the pod over there off a railroad. I have. I've done that. I have floated in said pod, and it is incredibly relaxing. It's therapeutic, therapeutic. You know, sore muscles, creaking joints, whatever it might be at my age, they're soothed by the pod over at railroad. So good times. And rub a little CBD oil on it, and you're good to go. And then get you some Kratom. Those drinks are delicious. They just take it from the vein of the plant, Tom. That's how they do it.
1: They take Is the, that what they do? Yeah, take it from the vein of the plant. It's not psychedelic. You're not going to be tripping or anything like that. It uh, just, it's it's euphoric. You feel good. Sounds like you're drinking a blood transfusion from a plant. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it's giving you life as plants do. Mother Earth's <laughs>
0: gift to you. It's a beautiful thing. So go by and see my friends at Tallulah. Uh, I don't have wagers. like My mom and I just got done betting, but I don't really have... By the way, as an aside, let me ask you this. Would you take the Bucks plus three and a half against the 49ers with a backup quarterback?
1: Typically, a backup quarterback plays better on short notice, as in the game they have to come in than they do in a full week of preparation. That just seems to be a trend, unless you're you're Justin Herbert. But, you know, I don't think that Brock Purdy is going to be the next Justin Herbert. No, just a guess. Just a guess. But I think there's a chance the Bucks hang in that game. It's just, how are you going to pick them to go out there on the road on a short week and score more than 17 points? They're not going to score more than 17 points. You wouldn't think. So they can't score against anybody. Now, the Saints have a very good defense.
0: Yep. And the 49ers have a very good defense. So it's not the end of the world when you can't score in that situation. But, I mean, when we say they're not going to score, we mean they may not score. Like, at all. They could get shut out in that football game. Yeah. And the thing is, I think if you're being reasonable as a 49ers fan, you might need to shut the Bucs out to win because I don't know that the 49ers are going to score more than seven points.
1: Yeah, this is uh, – I'll tell you what's going to happen in the first half. The most electrifying play for the Buccaneers is going to be a whole shot down the left sideline to Mike Evans for a gain of 32. He's going to get hit hard and play five more snaps the rest of the half. And then he'll come back in the second half and he might catch something in the red zone or maybe even a touchdown, which is very valuable. It's almost like soccer right now in Buccaneers football. But people are going to say, man, where's Mike Evans? Every week, every week, buddy, he's either going to land hard on the ground or get hit in the back and he's going to have to come out of the game. And I'm not saying that he's soft. I'm just saying that's what happens every damn week. And it usually is after a big play.
0: I think we like to smile on Friday. So I'm going to read something that I read this morning. and it was. It made me smile then over my cup of Joe, and it'll make you smile right now as you listen to us on a Friday. The, I guess you would say, good and bad, winners and losers uh, were kind of doled out by CBS College Football uh, on their website this morning. So I can't, as I've documented on this show, I can't avoid lists. I have to look at lists. When they, If you post a list that I'm looking at, it Could be the most absurd list ever. You've got me on a
1: list. This will be the biggest list season in Tallahassee in the Florida State market in a long time because we actually want to see if we made the good lists, not the bad lists. That's correct.
0: So we did not make the winners list on CBS. Uh, the winners were TCU, uh, Tennessee, the Pac-12, um, Kansas, all that kind of good stuff. Duke with Mike Elko. Troy all that stuff now the losers I was like okay well I know we're not on that list either but I did know that Texas A&M would be on that list and they are they aren't just the biggest loser of 2022 they rank as one of the most disappointing teams in the history of college football according to CBS that is wonderful in the history of the sport Jimbo One of the most disappointing teams to ever lace them up, big guy. That's embarrassing. And then they go on to explain all the other stuff. Um, You know, Fisher's probably going to have to give up play calling, all this, the loss of a ton of players. But next on that list, Tom, was Miami. And I'll read as follows from CBS The Dark Horse ACC Championship contender was anything but during a miserable, Five and seven campaign headlined by double digit losses to Middle Tennessee, Duke, and Pitt. Budding quarterback star Tyler Van Dyke regressed under ex Broyles award winner coordinator Josh Gaddish, and coach Mario Cristobal complained that struggles were the media's fault for setting expectations too high for his bunch. Whatever the reason, Miami won just one of nine Power Five games by more than a score. Cristobal will lean on a strong recruiting class in 2023, but will it be enough? I will throw in, they also got beat at home 45-3 to by Florida State in front of the country watching, because for whatever reason, Florida State Miami is still marketable, and they tuned in and watched that ass throttling. So, it was a glorious, glorious time to watch Texas A&M and Miami co-sign on a world of suck.
1: Yeah, and I'd like to uh, remind folks that the primetime matchup, and I believe it was week three of the college football season between Miami and Texas A&M, featured the number 13 Miami Hurricanes traveling on the road to take on the 24th-ranked Texas A&M Aggies. Of course, A&M had dropped from the top 10 because they had already lost at home to Appalachian State. <laughs> but they did narrowly escape a defeat when they beat the Miami Hurricanes, the 13th-ranked Miami Hurricanes, 17-9. to in a riveting affair
0: mm. that everybody watched and thought, my goodness gracious. Yes, uh, by the way, should be noted that at the time App State won that game, everybody thought, well, you know, that App State team, they're up and coming, and they're tough, and they, they had North Carolina beaten overtime. The whole. No, App State sucked this year, guys. They ended up losing like six games. They weren't so, any good.
1: So did North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> if you think that Max got it fixed, just wait. Just wait for a little longer, and then you'll see. Well, enjoy your weekend, folks, and uh,
0: we will be back with you on Monday. Thanks so much for stopping in. Be good and be safe, and we'll talk to you then. Peace. Go, Bucks.